you're listening to the Day Old Bagel Podcast. Uh, well, you sound guys. Weird, <laughs> All right, well, we're starting with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to uh, the Tiger King Podcast. Uh, what? Where we talk about only Tiger King. No. That's it. Nope. Welcome to the Day Old Bagel Podcast, guys. Yes, um, I'm Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we got Ron on the phone. You've heard him a little bit. <clears throat> yep. I mean, in person. We're doing this podcast in person. I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. Uh, but, at, but at a six-foot distance because uh, social distancing is uh, very is very important, dude. Very important. I feel I've noticed when I'm running around now, like I'm, I'm. It took first of all, it took a quarantine for me to start running. That's how much I hate running. And then when I started running, very minimally, every time I'm running on the sidewalks because everything is closed, and Wait. people are like hurriedly getting out of the way. You're allowed As to if go outside. I have COVID. Yeah, you're allowed to. You're allowed to go outside. You're allowed to go for a run. You're allowed to do all of this. I thought you were only allowed to go outside if it was an essential activity. Bro, my mental health is essential, dude. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that running is not essential to your mental health. <laughs> okay, dude. Like, okay, dude. In, uh... <laughs> okay, dude. I don't know about that. I think that running is essential, dude. It's essential now. In in DC, at least, the uh, the stay at home order mm-hmm. is the dog. People who have dogs are exempt. So, so I they're, can go. They're allowed to go for walks and stuff. Yeah, I can take my dog out for a walk. I can go wherever I want. That's dope. As long as my dog's there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, people with dogs are killing it right now. Like this is. You ideal dog ownership time you know what i heard what i heard in new york city they ran out of foster dogs they ran out of foster dogs oh yeah. really because everyone wants to foster during the quarantine now. everyone like everyone oh, started fostering oh. dogs that's really interesting i never thought about that yeah Where, where'd you where'd you hear that i heard it on a, on a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> you listen to other podcasts besides our own <laughs> you kidding me bro <laughs> It's like third-hand information at this point. Yeah. Well, welcome to all Joe Rogan podcasts. <laughs> have, you, did, have you heard of the Joe Rogan experience experience? I don't know what that... I know get, the Joe Rogan get experience. Get this, dude. Get this. This is so ridiculous. I can't believe it exists. All there's, right. Tell there's, me about it. There's a podcast where people break down each episode of the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> that is so funny, dude. That's so hilarious. It's called the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. That is so fucked, dude. I bet it has so many listeners, dude. I it bet, probably does. I bet it has so many listeners. It like, does. It probably does, but like, I don't know why you would use more of your time in life listening. Dude, people don't think about like using, they don't think about like efficiently using their time in life. At least uh, like really? not that much. I don't, I don't think just from like looking at people <laughs> like they don't everyone's doing bullshit like every, me included like yeah it's so easy there's so right. much bullshit now like do you remember i think I, re- I think it was let me just cite the one book i've read so i could sound like a smart smarty pants did you do you remember reading uh did you ever read like brave new world i, think I have not Elvis read that one yet Huxley. no it's a no. great book i know it's really good you got the chance during quarantine. I've read 1984, and I know yeah, Brave same. New World is like in the same genre, same realm, it's the same same genre, same genre, genre. yeah, same genre, uh, same ganja, dude. Um, but in that book, he has this. I, uh, one thing I remember was like everyone would always like go and take soma, which is like which is like supposed to be a drug in the book and it like makes everyone just like like everyone loves taking soma and it's like so everyone's in the movie theater with soma in brave new world and 
I feel like that's just what we're becoming like in the quarantine. <laughs> like we're just, we're just becoming like people that like, like we're just going to have a bunch of fat alcoholics and like stoners after this, you know? <laughs> and then are. like, there's going to be a few people that like stayed productive the whole time, yeah. which is like me and you, but like me probably less so. <laughs> and then like, that's going to be like, people are going to just be, wally people at the end of this like we're gonna be people at just like only facetiming <laughs> we're not gonna know how to interact with each other after this we already we were already having a bad time with that <laughs> without quarantine like yeah. we're, we're having like imagine going back to like going up to someone in person in real life afterwards like that's gonna be a superpower and i am very well equipped at that how long do you think people are going to be scared of of interacting with people in per, like in person after this? I don't know, man. Because here's the thing: I feel like people are, people are already scared to interact with people in person. What do you mean already? I feel like already. Like I feel like before quarantine. Yeah. I was like trying to write a bit about this earlier. This is actually a perfect perfect. Segue to the comedy segment. Segue. Segue. Perfect segue. We should just put a. We should just put an audio in, in between our segments. And here's the segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I was gonna write a bit about it of just like, remember like dating apps used to be like a taboo. Like it used to be a taboo thing to meet someone on a dating app. But now it's like a hundred percent of people are like on dating apps and trying to meet someone on dating apps because they don't want to like deal with the hassle, I guess of like meeting someone in real life. But when you do meet someone in real life, I, f I think it's way better. Like I think it's way better. I think you get to like, you get you and her get to get more choice. Like she gets to see who you are and like actually like experience whatever, you're bringing to the table. Like, isn't, where, isn't that what dating apps lead to, though? Yeah, but dating apps filter out a lot of people, though. I know, but you're still meeting someone, and then you just you just coordinate a time to meet in person later. I mean, yeah, but this is my this is my way of you, getting back at the height filter, dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because if the if the height filter is like, I don't want to meet a guy below five six. Okay, yeah. well, I'm out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm five six, like yeah, you know, I and so. I and I made I made my peace with that a while ago. You know, it really doesn't matter to me now. It's just like let's use the let's use logic here. Like, how are you gonna beat the beat the height filter? You gotta yeah. go out and say hello to people. Like, no, I, I anyway. think that's, that's that's very fair. Anyway, um, let's have a little segue to the comedy bit okay. of the day, um. Going through my comedy notebook. That's what you're hearing in the background. Um, all right, here we go. This one I've I've actually been writing a, a lot, so which I'm pretty proud of myself for, because it's really hard for me to do, to be honest. Um, <laughs> that's not the funny part. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> not the funny part. Uh, but so here's the here's the joke of the here's the joke a joke that I think is good. All right, so. I feel like, and I'm still trying to work this out, but I feel like I get, like, very nervous to talk about race on stage. I think I might have told you this, like, over the phone, but I get really nervous to talk about race on stage. And it's just, like, not, like, that's just not my experience. But I am really well-equipped to talk about, like, upper-middle-class white dude problems, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I'm very well-equipped. Like, that's... That's me. That's who. Like those are my guys. Those are my. Those are my people, you know. And it's kind of like, you know that song by Jay Z, "Run This Town" with Rihanna. Yeah. And it goes like all black everything, black this, black you know, and all he lists all the black things that he wants, you know. Yeah. I feel like my version of that is like sunny side up eggs. <laughs> you know. Like, that's the white guy version. Like, I want a sunny side up egg on everything, dude. <laughs> like, I want a sunny side up egg on a burger, okay? 
I want a sunny side up egg, maybe even on a taco, maybe a little quail egg on there. You know, a quail egg. I want a little sunny side up egg on another sunny side up egg, dude. That's what I want. Like, that's you know, my culture goes well on top of all food. <laughs> okay. That's and pretty you know, funny. Uh, yes, I did just claim eggs for the whites, okay? <laughs> uh, I just, you know, did he just do that? Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, there you go. That was That's good. The, the, the ending was funny. Give me that. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a funny idea, right? Yeah. It's a good, it's at least a good premise. So that that I can work with, you know? When you, when you, cl- when you claim eggs for the whites... That's what got me. Yeah. And if I was okay, good. That's good to know. Um, when I like, I was thinking like, cause I would say that and then I would, or I would say like, um, my culture goes well on, on top of everything is what I would say. And then I would be like, cause you would be saying it like on stage. Right. So you'd just be like, did he just claim eggs for the whites? You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I am not cool with that. Like saying yeah. like the voice of the audience. Yeah. yeah. And that's like another, another punch. But yeah, dude, we got, we got, we got lots of jokes. I'm going to, I'm thinking about, I told you this already, but I'm thinking about starting a, like a YouTube video or making a YouTube video during quarantine of like just doing jokes to people and seeing like, what works and what doesn't work and having like thumbs up if it works thumbs mm-hmm. down if it doesn't work but i'm like scared of being on camera so that's gonna probably be another little while <laughs> yeah all right let's have another segwa that was the comedy segment okay um ron did you uh did you learn about a cool company or a project maybe this week yeah, um, I did actually, Sean. Tell me about it. It's called. <laughs> so What's begrudgingly wrong? telling me about this. It's called. <laughs> You're like, oh, I guess no, I'll I tell just, you about this, bro. I just needed some oxygen, yeah. Okay. It's um, very necessary. Professional yeah. breather over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the company is called Otis. Otis? Like the oh. elevator company? O-T-I-S. Uh-huh. And the website is withotis.com. Hmm. And it's really cool. It, um... Wait, Why is, is it that... cool, Ron? Uh, sorry, there was a helicopter going by in my apartment. Um, oh, no, dude. So... It's a quarantine copter. <laughs> it's a cool company because it allows its users... It enables its users to own shares in physical objects like art, sneakers, and collectibles. Mm. So it's secure. Do they use blockchain to do that? I feel like there's a blockchain technology that does that. I don't know if they do that, but they securitize items, and then they let you, you can go buy like a share in some sneakers, like some Jordans from like the 19-whatever. Damn. You know, like collectible Jordans. You can buy like, you can buy like ten percent of these Jordans. So then, like when those Jordans sell for a higher price, yeah, then you get like you get a payout. Supposedly, you would get like a payout of like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, I mean, whatever, however much it costs, and your and whatever you own, you know, proportionally. Damn, Um, bro, they're just trying to like make everything like a stock. Well, yeah. (laughs) So this this company, I I found this company because there's a different company that, that that does something similar. It's called Rally Road. Okay. And that one is that's rallyrd.com. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, Rally Road, and that one lets you invest in. They, they take. I think they also do art and stuff and collectibles, uh, but they started oh, out nice. doing, they started out doing cars. So like collectible cars. Uh, that's like a really, good one to start out at. I, yeah. I believe. Cause there, I, I would, I would say there are some he, pretty big fanatics in the car, in the, you know, old car space. So oh, yeah, dude, Joe Rogan to be one of them, dude. 
Oh, I did not know that, but no, I do. He likes Porsches. Oh, cool. Because he gets paid fucking Must probably nice. a million dollars an episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they took all these cars and they securitized them, and then allow, and then allow their users through through the app to buy shares in these cars, and then if someone else in the future wanted to wanted to buy your shares, you know, they could pay more money yeah. for your shares based on the you know demand. Yeah. So just like the stock market, that's how the stock market works. So So how yeah. are how do they I have a question. Maybe you don't maybe you don't know the answer to this, but what how do they like because with the stock like this price is determined by the stock market. Like if it's real estate like cuz there's real estate funds like that price would be determined by the real estate market. Yeah. So are they like I'm thinking like for a lot of these collectible cars it's sold by like particular dealerships and dealerships may not have like the same prices for the same cars that are collectible across like like they they may not be communicating perfectly with each other in a perfectly competitive market. So how do they assess the price of the physical object to give like a proper payout to someone who has a stake in, let's say like a Porsche 911 from like 1960, if that's even something that's possible. I think it's just based on supply and demand. So it's based on who it's based on what someone is willing to pay for it. It's not based on, I don't think it's based on a formal appraisal. Oh, so, oh, that makes sense. So then only based on like, if there's a sale then, like, I mean, if you own shares, if you and a hundred other people own shares and some, someone else wants to buy some shares and only a few people want to sell shares, like if there are only a couple of people that want to sell shares in this car, yeah, and there's like 50 people that want to buy shares, then the price is going to go up because mm, there see. are more buyers than sellers, you know. Yeah. yeah so in, or, in order to, in order to convince in order to convince the seller to actually sell, they might only sell at a higher price. Mm. Now that they now that there are, you know, there's a there's a high demand for it. Yeah. Or there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're so, saying you're saying are you you're saying that like the like the liter like literally people's actions on the physical object determine their price. Yeah. Or like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then like using supply and demand that would that would make it go up or down. Right. It's like in, in the stock That's market. Awesome. In the stock market, if there are more people selling a stock, yeah, than buying a stock the price of the stock goes down. If there are more people, if there are more buy orders than there are sell orders, then that means demand is increasing and stock the price of the stock goes up. Yeah. So the same sort what of thing. a cool idea to like apply that to physical stuff. Yeah. I, I really was, like that. That was cool. Do you, are you invested in it? Do you have a... No. <laughs> Do you think no. you might? I'm not an angel investor, dude. No. Oh, damn, dude. Come on, dude. (laughs) I, uh, I, uh, well, speaking of, like, I want to talk about this first, but, like, this isn't, this isn't on the agenda of items, but speaking of, like, you know, buying and selling of things, (laughs) what a transition, dude. Uh, dude. Bitcoin, Ethereum going up again. I, f- I feel like that happens every day. They're, they're going up. Yeah. And then yeah, they're going yeah, yeah. down. It is way too early. And then to they're going up. It. You're right. But it is going to go up a lot, I think. Why? Because, be, well. The, ha- the happening. I think it crashed. And then I think that, like, like it, I think I, I bought Ethereum at like 115 bucks, mm-hmm. which, like, I feel like that's a pretty good price for Ethereum. Like, because every time I looked at it before for years, it was like always above two hundred. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into that, but 
when there's global anarchy, dude, I'll have 5.5 Ethereum. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it'll be fucking sick, dude. Nice. I'll be rich. Uh, all right. Uh, well, the company that I researched was actually because uh, one of my buddies uses it, and he just started using it, so I'm going to ask him how he, how it goes. But it's called Talkspace. It's like one of these mobile mm. teletherapy apps, mm-hmm. which is fucking probably huge right now during the quarantine. Like, we're, yeah. we're on... For me right now, I'm on day 20. I just hit the big 2-0 today mm-hmm. of uh, days alone. Not I'm not alone. I'm with my roommate, but days only seeing one person, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, and like talking to one person. Um, and I feel like I feel like this is just kind of where this needs to go. You know, this is. Because therapists, I was actually looking at like being a therapist. I feel like it would be a lot of fun, but it's just not enough money. So this would be like a way to get therapists more money, right? Because you could just schedule back-to-back-to-back calls and like you could have more time because you don't have to go anywhere. You could just be at home or like doing whatever you're doing and like – do or probably not doing whatever you're doing you need to like be face to face on like facetime or something but um i think it's super super cool especially like i do think there is something to be said for face to face i don't know if you do therapy ron but i i started doing therapy this year um and now during quarantine it's like facetime therapy Mm-hmm. But I mean, it still works. Like it's still good. It's it's still like a net positive. Like to talk about your feelings at some point, you know. So I I'm I think it's I I just think that um I'm happy that there's like a I'm happy that there's like a a company that's having success in that area because I think that that's probably a good thing for people. So it says on the website it costs sixty five dollars a week. Yeah. It's therapy, so, dude. So how does that work? What if the what if the person you're working with? What if you're a therapist and one of your patients just talks to you nonstop? Uh, and they're only paying well, you sixty five sure bucks. Like... It says it says therapists respond one to two times per day. If you need yeah. more, simply schedule a video chat. Yeah. But what if what if they schedule video chats like every day? <laughs> what is the therapist gonna do? Well, no, you. I mean, look, like. What if there's a really mentally ill person? Well, I'm uniquely qualified to answer this because both of my parents are in psychiatry. So, and that they tell me about patients that do shit like that all the time. Um, But, but but that's different because they can charge per hour, right? Here, here it's one price, and there's no limit on time. I don't know about their about their payment model to therapist that i don't know um i don't know if it's based on like time spent on the app that would be probably how i would do it of like no it's it's based on it it just says right here i'm reading it it says plans start at 65 dollars a week no yeah 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 it's like a it would be it's like a subscription model from like the patient's perspective but what i'm saying is like if there's a therapist who has a facetimes every day versus a therapist who only does messaging probably I would assume that Talkspace has some sort of mechanism in place to pay the person who FaceTimes more because they're like No no no, no. you only value. get one therapist. Sean, did you did you look at this website before you put it on here? Yeah. Did you read it? Cuz I'm reading it right now. <laughs> and it says you're matched with one therapist. Also what I'll say though is it's okay. total, yep. it's totally the therapist's responsibility to like reject something if it doesn't work for them like if there is a seriously mentally ill patient who's like hey i need to meet with you every day you just like you can say no like you can say like no i can meet with you these days yes you can dude you can if the person is mentally ill and is going to harm him or herself unless you you call 911 dude (laughs) but if it's if they're like hey i need to talk to you like this is important you can't most dude, doctor. welcome to the life of a therapist, dude. This is it. This is what they have to do. This that's is like my point. Thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, so, they have to talk to that person. They can't just say no. So, 
So you would it's say, their duty. you would say like, if you need time, more time, I would suggest scheduling time with another therapist. That's what the, I'm just telling you what I would do. Like, I can meet with you this day, this day, and this day. If that's or I can meet with you like two days a week, let's say, and then you can go to another therapist another two days a week. There's therapists that do that, or there's like um, patients that do that. I see. Um, so that it would be probably that type of thing. Um. Anyway, that's that's that one. <laughs> that's cool i also i don't know if i would use this because i mean maybe for younger people this is cool because they're more in tune with technology but personally if i'm gonna see a therapist i'm going to a fucking office like in person i'm not gonna yeah talk over the phone with some person i don't know yeah you know like i want to i want to meet the person yeah no it's you know i i gotta say I much prefer you can't do everything online. people in person, dude. I mean, just like from what we were saying with dating earlier, like there's so much more that you can communicate with someone in person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why it is that way, but it just is like you feel more connected to someone like when you're talking to them in person. And that's yeah. like kind of the quality you're seeking in therapy, right? Yeah. So. Plus, what if there's a data breach on this app and I've typed something that is very personal? Yeah. <laughs> Well, guess what then, dude? You're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> if I say it in someone's Everyone office... Everyone knows that you now feel guilty about watching tentacle porn, dude. If I... <laughs> Everyone knows. If I, if I say it in someone's office, then there's no issue. Because there's no one, there's no one recording that, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what... I mean... Yeah. I, I, uh, I feel that's a real problem. And, and I'm going gonna, gonna to be honest, don't know how they address it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, idea. they probably have, they probably have a good, good security on their website, you know, or on yeah. their app. And then that kind of just leads into the article. Another thing I skimmed, but it also it lists a lot of like it's basically just like a list of apps of like, a list of therapy apps. So like there's Talkspace, Brightside, Larker, MD Live, Doctor on Demand, um, yeah. all these like therapy apps, and I'm I, I'm. I just kind of, I think we already kind of covered it, but I just think it's good. Like, I think it's good to kind of, I think that the next, I think what's going to be huge in the next 20 years is mental Mm -hmm. health businesses. I don't know if you remember in our, in our recorded, but unreleased episodes where I've talked about compass pathways, the psilocybin mushroom company, but they just got acquired by Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah. According to my weekly email, the trip report, <laughs> which is like the morning brew for psychedelic news. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. I didn't know there was a, a newsletter for that. What yeah, is it called? Bro, it's actually really cool. Um, the trip report. I was thinking about talking about it today, but uh, yeah, dude, the trip report. It's called the trip report. Um, it's basically just like a bunch of different stories that happened that week within like the space of psychedelics i guess you could call it uh, it's a substack what it's on substack oh what is substack substack is the is a newsletter do do it yourself newsletter company oh very cool yeah, but yeah so it's i i subscribed to it when i after i did mushrooms <laughs> Because I was just like, I have to know more about this. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, they, 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 uh, they, they, they got acquired by Amazon, and they they got FDA approval in London, I believe. Hmm. I don't know when they're gonna. They're working on phase X trials or whatever here. It's gonna be a big thing, dude. I think, but more than that, I just think like mental health is gonna be a big thing because technology is going to cause so many problems with like people's like how people interact how people like deal with themselves like people are always in the state of distraction now mm-hmm. you know like you're always in this state of like listening to something like how often do you just like take out your earphones and like walk around like i would argue Never. i'm not always, many I'm always listening to podcasts yeah man like 
do that. Like that's good for mental health. Like it legit yeah. is because it forces you to deal with whatever bullshit's going on. Like whatever you're yeah. thinking about, it's it's now at the forefront. Like you're not distracted by like Joe Rogan experience experience you know mm-hmm. you're 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 in the ron experience you know <laughs> you're in you're in the you know whatever you're thinking about that day experience and like that's why therapy is good but like anyone can do that and that's an option available to anyone if just like i feel like being alone with yourself is almost an art you know mm-hmm. of like really being alone and like keeping on like the the things that you want to be disciplined at, you know, whether that be like for me, it's like, um, it's like meditating. I want to be like disciplined at, and like, um, I just downloaded the Wim Hof app actually, um, if you know Wim Hof, mm-hmm. so I I did that yesterday and that was like tight. That was really cool. Um, maybe I'll talk about that another day. I don't know if we have time to talk about Wim Hof, but anyway, what um. Check out Wim Hof if you're interested. He's a very interesting character. Um, okay. That I will probably talk about next week. So what? Tell me about this moral nihilism that you've got here. All right, are, we ha- so... are we about to have another fucking discussion, yes. dude? Yes, here we are. Did, what did we talk about that last time? What did we talk about? Philosoph- no, philo- philosophically, time... dude. Dude, we that's... should have a philosophy segment. What are we doing? Dude? That's kind of what my that's kind of what my article segment is becoming. Is uh. Bro, I'm all in on philosophy. Last segment. time we talked about moral luck. That's right, moral luck. That's what I'm thinking of. All this right, time, about, this time it's moral nihilism. What do you got for me, dude? It's a segue, philosophy. Yes. So, I'll just read. I'll just read the definition on Wikipedia. But uh, oh my god, dude! Moral nihilism, also known as ethical nihilism, is the meta-ethical view. That there is no morality whatsoever. Therefore, no action is preferable to any other. For example, a moral nihilist would say that killing someone, for whatever reason, is neither right nor wrong. Okay. I, I can... I mean, they're... Wait, I'm not done. Okay. Other nihilists may argue that there is no morality, but if it does exist, it is a human construction, and thus artificial, wherein any and all meaning is relative for different possible outcomes. As an example, if someone kills someone else, such a nihilist might argue that killing is not inherently a bad thing, or bad independently from our moral beliefs, because of the way morality is constructed as some rudimentary dichotomy what is what is said to be a bad thing is given a higher negative weighting than what is called good as a result killing the individual was bad because it did not let the individual live which was arbitrarily given a positive weighting in this way such a nihilist believes that all moral claims are void of any objective truth value i so i'm gonna pretend to be a moral nihilist right now and i want you to argue that it's wrong okay because i think i understand more nihilism at least from what you're saying okay well let's let's start with this what do you think i think you, i think yeah. i think the the notion that mm, a lot of what we think about is good or bad is as is a human construction is is probably right you know um, because you know, this is gonna sound like the guy from Joker. I I still haven't seen it, but I I see memes about it. Yeah, you know, like we're in a society, you know, and society tells us, yeah, certain thing, you know, doing certain things, um, is better than doing other things. You know, like getting a job, and um, you know, getting a girlfriend, getting married, having kids. These are all good things, you know. Mm-hmm. And people who don't have jobs and people who don't, you know, go to school and get educated and people who, um, you know, can never, can never have like a, uh, a long-term relationship with someone because they're just, 
fucking weird, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, we we have that we have this conception that that is a bad thing, you know. But why is it a bad thing? Well, it's just it's because humans in general just think it's bad. But why does that make it actually bad? You know, just because we think it's bad. Something is only a certain way when you say it is. But or is you know? it? Is it? Because something isn't any way unless you label it as a way. Okay. Right? Like, this is like, moral nihilism is like a twisted way of seeing, like, something. Beca- or or the, a twisted way of, like, seeing, uh, I guess, like, it's is, saying is it that twisted? all choices, it's saying that, like, the result of all choices doesn't matter. No, that's not what it's saying. Right? No. Yeah, because no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. Well, it's, like it's, ultimately, it's, it's saying it's that. saying like, it's saying our notion of what is good and bad is arbitrary. Yeah, it's just we construct we, it. But we judge good and bad based on consequences, usually, right? Okay, but that's not what moral nihilism. Moral, moral, no, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. extrapolating. Okay. okay. So. So we, so we, that's what, like, but, okay, we but why those, or, let's go back to it. So why do those consequences yeah. happen? Like if you kill well, they someone, happen, they happen well, because of a choice. I, I understand that, but why? So, who, that's, so that means that nor, moral nihilism is saying that it doesn't matter what choice you make because something being good or bad is actually not real because it's just a judgment and judgment is judgments are made in your mind and everything is the way it is okay right so let's go back to the example though sure. that was in the wikipedia article okay what was it again? so if you if someone kills someone why is that a bad thing uh i need more information no that's all you got okay that's well, what the, i that's can't what, judge based off that information that's what was in the wikipedia article because just, if someone kills someone what if someone is killing Voldemort, dude. Fuck Voldemort. Voldemort no, sucks. I understand. You know what I mean? So I yeah. need more information than that to to ju- make a moral judgment. Okay, let's go back. I also, though... Here's what All I right, think, let's, let's say someone kills someone who's just a normal person on the street. And a person hasn't done anything wrong. That's bad, yeah. But again, that goes back to the thing, like, what is wrong, you know? But anyways, let's just assume for this discussion that there's a nice person on the street, whatever that means, whatever nice means, there's a nice person yeah. on the street and that, and then someone else kills that person. Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Why That's is that bad. a bad? Why? So can you elaborate as to why? As to this why is, it's bad? Yeah. This is what moral is bad. But why? Why do I believe it's bad? Yeah. Because I think that, uh, I think that everyone in this world should have a fair shake, you know? Why? Uh, because we're here. That's the reason. So why? Why not? Yeah. Like we're we are here. Like this is this is where we are. Like, like you don't remember what you were doing before you were a baby. You have no, no. idea. Mm-hmm. I could not tell you what I was doing before I was a baby. But I remember one day when I was like two or three. I was like I started to be like, oh, I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm gonna like fucking fuck around with the stove and shit, and then like learn that to not do that. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Ultimately, like, we're here, you know. So, because we're here, and there's other people here too that are in basically the same situation as us, but like with different life situations. Mm-hmm. Like, I think everyone is the same. If I if I grew up like as like with like the family di- like the family dynamic and like social social situation and like. Basically, if I was put in, like, someone else's body, I would be like they were right now. Like, probably. And if they were me, they probably would be like me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of understanding has helped me be like, oh, like, unless someone gives me a reason to, like, set a boundary with them, I guess. That's about as mean as I get is like setting a boundary like all right if you keep doing this i'm not gonna do this anymore that's Mm -hmm. like as mean as i get you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but 
if someone doesn't do that, then why would I treat them badly? Like, why would I want, I would want them to see, I would want them to succeed in whatever they're doing. Like, because it only helps everyone else when someone succeeds. Like, if they are succeeding in a good way. So I want them to, I want to give okay, them but, a chance but to do how that. Do you, how do you decide if someone is succeeding in a good way or not? What is what is good and what is bad, you know, in terms of succeeding? Like contributive. So why is that a good thing? Why is it good to contribute? It's good to contribute because, honestly, it's just because, like, I don't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter what other people do. Like, as long as they're doing what... The, close to what they want to be doing and like trying to find trying to find out like the truth of like what they want out of life so uh, objectively that's, that's not an objective truth no though. that's not that's an opinion <laughs> these are these are all opinions right and that's that's, yeah. that's my point and that's yeah. that's my point about what moral nihilism is it's it's saying that there is no objective truth yeah. about what is good or what is bad it's all a conception it's all construction in our head I think I think that's I think that's right. I think but I also think that moral nihilism isn't a good framework to live by. Oh no, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying I'm saying when I read this I was like, huh. That's kind of true. It's it's there is no um there's no objective truth. Like we just make No, yeah. Stuff uh, up. Absolutely, dude. Like Based on this, how we how it makes us feel, but we don't act like in the universe. This is not. We can't say this is a this is a right thing. We can't say like no idea. This is, something is right or something is not right. You know, it's just based on how we we uh, yeah. do things in our society and how we think. Yeah, I mean, but it's there's no objective lot... truth. That kind of blew my mind when I read that like, the uh, article. I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> That is some meta shit. Were you shit, high dude. when you read this, Ron? <laughs> no, I was not. But I know it's quarantine. I know that you know you're probably getting bored. You know, it's, it's pretty cool, meta, like... isn't it? Well, you know what? It's a, it is pretty. It is pretty meta. It's it's a lot like uh, what meditation's like, honestly, because what it shows, what it says is like, and I know for the fucking millionth time, Sean's talking about meditation, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, um, all it's saying, all meditation is saying, like is watch your feeling and then because like inherently if you extrapolate this like moral nihilism idea to like feelings a feeling is not good or bad a feeling is just there right so like you know like if you get stabbed by a knife like it's gonna hurt like that's pain you know and then you're like this feels so bad and yeah it feels fucking awful but like Ooh, you is that also wait, 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 wait? Is pain an objective truth? Pain is very subjective. No, no, no. But if you're stabbed, you're gonna feel pain. Isn't that objective? That's not. That's but not something. See, that's feeling, not a construct. That's not a feeling. You. You can't. You can't. But that's not a construct. Saying, pain is not a construct. Is, someone is saying that pain is a level six for them when something when so, the same thing happens. Yeah. Someone is saying it's a ten for them. Okay, but that's so that's more of a relative thing. But I'm talking about I'm talking about just absolute yes or no. Is there pain or not? Well, the best there's definitely pain if you're stabbed. Well, the best way to hope you know hope this doesn't happen. But the best way to get through a lot of pain is to not is to just like be there with the pain, focus on your breath. Okay, Sean, I'm talking about getting stabbed. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. Well. All I'm, I'm saying, that. dude. All I'm saying, dude, is the feeling of getting stabbed is not a construct. That's a real thing. Right. But, but like judging it as a, judging getting stabbed as a good thing or a bad thing, that's a, the construct. So when you're in your mind, right, how is that like, a construct, though? Because because pain, you're saying pain it's is bad. You're parent, saying it's bad. Pain inherently feels bad. No, you're just linking. You're making the mistake of what moral nihilism is saying. Well, now, okay, now we're getting into the, into the discussion of conscious versus subconscious, good or bad. So, pain is subconscious. We're not like we can't think in our head: is this good or bad? It it's bad. There's no 
It's something. It's you just can't, something. You can't get stabbed and saying, be like, oh, this is good. This feels good. No. But like, <laughs> but you can just be like, you could just be like, I'm, I was stabbed. Like saying that it was bad is like, I mean, it, it, it it's a bad example because it's like very obvious that like, of course being stabbed is terrible, but like all it's saying is like, if you have like, uh, let's say anxiety, let's say you have like a feeling of like anxiety, you know? You could start judging. You could judge that as like bad, like it's anxiety bad. Like, but all it is is like a feeling in your body. Like it's not, it's a feeling in your body. Like that's all it is. So, if you could just like observe the feeling and then not judge it as good or bad, then you remain like present throughout the whole thing. So with pain, and like this labeling of pain as good or bad. That's what I'm saying of like you, all you have to, all it is, is like an experience in the body of like, you're getting stabbed. Like, you know, fuck, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, like you got stabbed, you know, that's Mm -hmm. bad. But, um, like that's all that it true. Like the truth value of it is just the experience. Mm -hmm. Like anything of like thinking thoughts of like what it is or judging it as bad is like, that's not a truth. That's like a theory. Those are words. Like, those are that's ethereal like that's that's not a real thing whereas like the pain receptors in your body that are labeled pain receptors or i don't actually know if that's what it is i think it's maybe nerves yeah um but like that's what the truth value is it's not like this judgment so it's morally not anything because morality is like words morality is like it's good it's bad like no, it just is something. Like, you got stabbed. Like, mm-hmm. if, you know, I'm a human, so I feel bad and empathetic that you got stabbed, and, like, you feel bad because it's a bad experience. Like, it's mm-hmm. pain. I don't know what I'm saying, bro. I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying a lot of things. I mean, it's pretty It's pretty tough to think about. This moral, this nihilism stuff. Whack. Nihilism? Yeah, I just don't. I think I said this last time too, but I don't think nihilism thinks it all the way through, you know, like, because if you don't, if there's no reason to anything, that means that any reason you assign to something is the reason. So why would you not assign the best reasons for things? Like, I don't think that's what nihilism says. I think nihilism says it's, it's just a construct and there's no objective truth. It's not uh, saying, well, it's saying that. And then it's also saying because of that, nothing matters. I think. Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you think about nothing? That's mattering? what I'm. So what I'm saying is, if if there's no objective truth, so because of that, your conclusion is nothing matters. Well, if there's no objective truth and nothing matters, then why can I not seek objective truth and define things that matter that in the ways that I want it to matter? If I think it's so important that mm-hmm. I like, you know, you know, get out of bed and make my bed, and it's like when I do that, like I'm successful. Like that means that's, that has meaning in your life. You're like, I, this means something good, even though objectively it doesn't mean anything for me. I'm going to think that it means something good. It's just like a better framework to like navigate life. I think like to, to like assign meanings for things that will be helpful for you. Like it's not helpful. Like you're not going to get anything more done by thinking the world is meaningless. Like, (laughs) That's not going to actually help you. Yes. Do but you, it helped do, you, help do you, you agree with that or not? I agree. No, I agree. I, I agree with what you're saying because I'm not a sociopath. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I still think the question, like, why is what you are, what do you, like, in that context, you're saying that something is going to help you get somewhere, right? Yes. So, like, where are you trying to get? Why is that thing you're trying to get a good thing just because it makes you feel good? Why does it make you feel good? Is it because of, yeah. is it because of the dopamine receptors in your brain it says it, you know, makes you feel like it's good. Just like the pain thing, you know, that's good. That's a, that's a bad feeling, you yeah. know, on a, at a physical, 
objective level, I think pain, you know, being stabbed is a physical pain. That's not a oh, absolutely. It's not a that's not a human construct, in my mind. I don't know how it could be a, a human construct. No, that's not a construct. But um, I think other things but the like the labeling it, of it as bad that is because some people fuck I don't know, but some people love pain. We have a word for them. They're called masochists. I don't. I don't think they. I don't actually know what they think, but you don't I, think there's any masochists, dude? There's totally masochists. There's probably not that many, but like that's a good point. That's a good point. They do like pain, but they like it. They genuinely like so it. it. Like there's it is, a literal word for it. Someone, does that make? Does that make dude, it? A subjective construct? Dude, do you know what that means? That means that there were so many people that liked it that one guy had to just be like, ah, got to fucking come up with a word for them now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? Like, there were so many people that loved pain. Like, if it's just like, if it's just like Friar Joe who, like, likes pain, it's like, all right, well, it's Friar Joe. But if it's like Friar Joe and Jessica from down the street and... Benjamin, it's like, ah, oh, these group of masochists, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, that could be a joke. Do you th- that could be a joke. That is, that is a good, you should look into that. But uh, back to what I was saying. Look into that. Um, do you think that because there are masochists, does that make pain a subjective truth? Yeah. You think? It do- it's undoubtable. Or pain being good or bad is a, is a subjective truth. That's what we mean. Pain being good and bad. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I meant. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, okay. it, it it is right. I mean, yeah. it's kind of an unbreakable thing because there. I mean, everyone. Because here's what it is: you have this shared experience of pain. Of like, everyone can experience pain. Like, if you got stabbed, you would feel pain. Like I, you would feel pain. Like I feel pain. Like if we if we got stabbed in the same place. You know, I don't know, maybe it would be like a little bit worse for you or something or like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, it might not be exactly the same experience, but you're going to experience something really similar. Like mm-hmm. everyone can kind of relate to that. Like that would suck. <laughs> be really bad. Yeah. Um, but I'm coming at it with like judging it with my brain and my mind, whereas you're coming at it with judging it with your brain and your mind. Mm-hmm. So like if I had like a really – if like easy day or like i don't know i'm having a great time in my life i don't know i might judge it differently than like if everything sucked and like everything was terrible i mean if sometimes i mean dude this is this is i can't really get in the mind of this because i've never been there but because i've never done it but like people like to cut their wrists like people Mm -hmm. like it like they enjoy it you know to me that sounds terrible like I would. I do not want to do that. Like, I can't fucking rock climb, dude. It'd be terrible. Can't jack off. It's so hard to do activities mm. that I want to do when I have cut wrists. I can't do it. I want to do that to myself. But some people are like, yeah, like give me, like bring it on. Like you know, this is or like this is what I'm gonna do to like get out some stress and like this is something. This is like a choice that I'm gonna make. It's like I'm gonna do this. It's like a really intense thing to do. But it's two ways to interpret the same sensation. So that's what it is of like ethically and morally it's it's something different depending on like how you're coming at it, I think. So that means that it's not like a objective thing because it can have different values from different people. Hmm. Yeah, that's a <sighs> yeah, All right. tough tough discussion. <laughs> It is, dude. I, I like I like these philosophical day. Wikipedia yeah, articles. Bro, I'm <laughs> I'm not opposed to like having a philosophy segment, dude. That's fucking I'm all in on that. Cause all I right. I feel like it would be fun to I, I never took philosophy in college. So I was like and I was always kinda like, damn, I should should do that, but I don't want to yeah. write papers. Um All right. Shows, movies, podcasts. I don't think I talked about this before, but Tom Segura ball hog. Hilarious. What is that? Uh, Tom Segura is a, one of a, one of the comedians I really like. Um, he's part of like the Joe Rogan entourage, you could say. Hmm. Um, but he he's hilarious. I actually saw his um, I saw his set when he came to Chicago, and he did like pretty much the same thing with like some new stuff, but pretty much the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, 
uh, yeah, I'm not going to say any jokes, but it, it was it was hilarious. Everyone should check it out. Okay. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Um, I, I want you to watch Tiger King this week. I mean, you don't have to. But, okay. Pre- preface it with that. Don't do it I'll if you don't want to do it. But if you're into docu-series, is, this is a fucking – this one is um, did incredible. You, did you ever watch I – mean, We need to have a whole segment about to talk about it tomorrow, next week. Did you watch Don't Fuck With Cats? Yes. Yeah, I did. did we we talked about, about that, anyway? didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch this one. How long is it? It's seven episodes. Why is it good? Because it's. Um, Without spoiling it, just why? Why? Why is it so good? Why is everyone talking about it? Good. Uh, I'll I'll give you. A, I, I can't do it in one thing, so I'll give a few reasons. Okay. Um. It's good because the characters in it that are real people are like so compellingly weird. <laughs> <It's> okay, <laughs> they're really compellingly weird. They're like very strange people. Okay. Um, and these strange people do a lot of strange things, like a lot of like really weird things, and they get away with a lot. That like hmm. you would be like, how on earth did they get away with this? Unbelievably like fucking crooked operation they're running and then also they run like tiger private zoos like in bumfuck places in in america yeah like dude i thought it was cool when i thought it was cool seeing like like a leopard in a in a lamborghini in Abu Dhabi videos of, or like somewhere like yeah. in the Middle East. Like, I think that's so cool until I saw like a tiger in a Chrysler town and country. Dude, <laughs> that is just like, Oh, this is, I'm going to go to Kroger and leave the tiger in the car. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like Scott, like this is craziness. Um, well, it's crazy. Cause those are killing machines. It's like having a gun. You have to, you know, but yeah, yeah. I don't the, know if, if, the, if the gun, if the gun could, could control itself and kill someone. You know, <laughs> dude, that's literally it. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect description. Yeah, we already have laws. Like, we, <laughs> dude, we restrict people from we restrict people from carrying guns around sometimes, right? In some states, dude, it's just this fucking meat animal that can. It's designed to like kill perfectly. Like in its environment, yes. like yes. that's what it is. Like that's, that's the definition of like an apex predator is just yeah. like a fucking eight hundred. How 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 heavy do tigers get, dude? Let's. I, I'm curious. They're pretty big. Okay, dude. There's a wide range. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how big do they get? So I'm gonna start with the female. Okay. Because it's gonna be more shock value. Okay. The female is 140 pounds to 370 pounds. So oh, it's not that much. But the male is 200 pounds to 680 pounds. Oh, wow. 200 pounds is not that much. It's, it's... 200. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a range. Yeah. So like a huh. much like a big like a big well-fed Bengal tiger would be like 500 pounds you know that makes me less scared i feel like i could take a 200 pound tiger yeah but you co- totally couldn't though i, I couldn't but i, I <laughs> no, would feel like you totally I feel like, can i feel like if i was to have a chance i would need to be confident and i feel like you i would be really confident if it was 200 pounds <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i would have a chance you okay, know like dude, there's the one percent that make it right. i would make it all right okay no scenario for you dude there's a tiger there there's a 205 pound tiger Okay. <laughs> 205 pound female tiger. Let's okay. Say. You're in a pit, dude, like a Roman gladiators. There's nothing there. There's no weapons. There's no rocks. There's nothing. Okay. Just dirt. Okay. How are you how are you beating this tiger? I don't know, dude. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying I'd be more confident about it if if it was 205 pounds as opposed to 600. If it was 600, I'd be like running away. 600 right? pounds, you're dead. Dude, you're but if down it's 200 pounds, way, if it's 200 pounds, I'm standing my ground. Like, I'm not running away. Dude, how do you beat that? Oh, let's say you have a, let's say you have a, let's say you have a rock, okay? 
like a baseball sized rock. I'd probably wait for the tiger to attack me. I'd probably put my arm out so that it yeah, bites that's my what arm. I'm thinking. Put your bites arm my out arm. So it bites your arm, yeah. And then, and just, then you fucking just keep yeah, going. With, with, the, with the stone. Although yeah. I'd feel bad because I'm, I, I don't want to kill dude, a tiger. You know? Dude, you would not feel bad, dude. You'd have some I'd feel morally bad. nihilistic pain and fucking. <laughs> You'd be fucking. You'd be conking that tiger in the head, dude. You wouldn't that's feel funny. bad. Are you kidding me? This thing's trying to kill you. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, my shows. Let's see. Ozark. Yeah. On Netflix, season three came out, and I'm almost finished with it. Nice. <laughs> it is so good. Season three, I, I think, is the best season. And it's, really? it's really, it's really rare to experience a show and have it get better over time usually the first season is like really good you know and then yeah. and then sometimes the second season is like good and then the third season usually like once it's once like, you got ah, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, one yeah. this one gets better i think the first season was great the first season was fantastic second season was good it wasn't yeah. ba- it wasn't like bad it was good it's pretty solid but then this one just took it to this third season i think surpassed the first one uh... um and uh that's awesome dude if if you liked breaking bad i don't know if you watched breaking bad all the way through uh i haven't but i i know everything about (laughs) it yeah uh i don't know how you haven't watched all that but uh, (laughs) um on the list it's it like stems from from that sort of setting you know Mm -hmm. it's like a like there's like a lot of crime there's a family dealing with that crime and uh maneuvering you know different enemies around different enemies nice, so um nice and movies. this one this one just the third season is like super emotional oh um the last three episodes just totally got me i was Dude, confront your emotions king <laughs> yeah but yeah I, i'd recommend it it's really really good and then um there's another one uh oh yeah money heist ah. so money heist is a also a Netflix show, but it's in Spanish, so they dub it with English. Uh, oh, so that's dope. Nice. if you look closely, like their lips are moving a little bit differently than what you're hearing, <laughs> but <laughs> it's really hard to notice. It's really really good. It's about a group of a group of criminals who get together and and rob the bank of Spain, hmm. and um, Dude, it's very it's nice. really. It's I'll really fast. I got nothing it's, but time. It's really fast paced, really intense. Um, the women on the show are really, really hot. I'm in, dude. At least one of them is. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's really good. And the se- the fourth season just came out on Netflix, so I might I might do a rewatch and then have to do it, bro. Yeah, you'd like it. Money heist. Money Heist is definitely your vibe. I feel like you're less inclined to watch like Ozark because it's it's a little slower and more I dramatic. Like, you want to know what I like? I, like shows that I really enjoy are like um, I really fucking probably my favorite show is Black Mirror. Honestly, uh, mm. Westworld I also love. I like you I like love Westworld. Like I, I love can Westworld. I cannot. I watched the first the first season, and I was like, really? all right. I, well, let me finish. I watched the first yeah. season of Westworld. And I was like, "All right, I get it. This is like deep. This is deep stuff, you know." And and then I I started the second season, and it just got to me. It was so slow, and uh-huh. it kind of got boring. I was there's too many things going on, and you know maybe I'm just not I'm not sophisticated yeah. enough, you know. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it was just I was yeah, just like, no, dude, come on, like there's way too many things happening in this show. I can't keep track of every yeah. single little thing. Yeah, you got to get into like. They they rely heavily on these like, just like fucking great like the craziest twist thing like, in like the seventh episode they'll have like one person just like be a robot and you're like oh fuck like, yeah. didn't think this person was a robot you know. You know what's but cool though? It's yeah I like the idea I like I just like that they're making a show about it, like I like that they're making a show about like how technology can affect us. I like, think that's strange that I just like, I like that genre of stuff. Like I think in our lifetime, we will have our own Westworld or something like it where we can go oh, into, bro. 
What do you mean? We already do, dude. VR Sims are like, what? Mm-hmm. we're going to have I'm talk- so much. I'm talking about real, like physical. Yeah. You just I walk into that, it. Bro. I think so. Why are you so confident? I think if you look at the technology that companies are working on um, with respect to robotics and just real life robotics, yeah. like look at the stuff that Disney is working on, for example. I see. I haven't, the animatronics. I haven't really done that much research in like robotic stuff. I was looking at these videos of Disney's animatronics online, and they somehow it looks real. Like the faces. All right, bro. Well, I'll have to check it out, dude. The muscles and the faces are moving on these robots, and you're just like, "Whoa!" That's it, so creepy. Dude. How is it doing that? And it, like, if this was a person, I would, I could definitely see a robot person. I mean, made by disney and i would not know if it was if it was real or not just by looking at it dude what i just learned is that disney's gonna run the first animatronic brothel and they're gonna be wildly successful um i don't think that's gonna happen but i think (laughs) i think there would definitely be um talking about dude jasmine is gonna get a get a revival okay that don't do not <laughs> okay dude do not go there dude, i'm just saying dude do not ruin my that. childhood okay <laughs> dude. uh all right uh i think that uh i think that's gonna be it dude i think we should close it out all right let's do it all right thanks for listening guys bye hey thanks for listening